Michael and Heifert present This Week in Horror. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Heifert. And I'm Sickle, and we're Sickle and Heifert, and we're the Unhallowed Reviewers. Prepare for a long haul, because we're going to do our top tens today. Doing all top ten stuff. It's the, it is that time. This is one of my favorite times. It Looking is. back on the year. Yeah, so first podcast of the year is going to be our top 10 episode. We're also going to talk about ones that almost made it and ones that we didn't think were good. And in light of ending on a high note, I think we should start with the ones we didn't like this year. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we do usually end on the low notes. We're usually like, oh man, I hated that movie. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. see you guys in a couple later. weeks. <laughs> uh, my not good list is interesting and just to be clear what we're doing here is stuff that we like we're not talking about some stuff we might have been able to see at a festival last year but it came out this year i usually try not to put that stuff on here but sometimes it's so good it slips on um other things there's a gray area there yeah yeah. and it's usually stuff we've seen it's so like i'm not gonna rate pearl because i haven't seen it um yes stuff like that we'll never so if you don't hear something on our top tens it's because we haven't seen it or it, it just didn't make any kind of list. Because you'll have what we hated, or what was not good slash disappointing, what almost made it, and then what our top ten was. So anything that's not in any of those three was just middle of the road. For me, that was things like like Studio 666 didn't make it in my top ten, or my almost made it. It's pretty good, but there's way better horror comedy that came out this year. Yeah. Alright, not good slash disappointing. I'm going to do the first most controversial one. Okay. The menu. All right. I just felt like I needed. I didn't get any kind of the payoff that I wanted to get. I didn't really, un, really think it was a horror movie. Honestly, it was kind of like a dark comedy, but it wasn't that good of a comedy, and it wasn't that good of a horror movie. It was like kind of entertaining no. though, but like you don't have to see it more than once. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm with you on that. I feel like. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's worth watching again. Um, I was very, I was very engaged with it while I was watching it because I was like, I don't understand, I, I don't know what's happening, and I'm happy about that. Like, you've got me hooked, and I think there was a little bit of a letdown for me because, it, like, as it, you gradually get what's going on, you're like, oh, I wonder if there's a twist, and and then like, it's there is no twist. It's this is what it is. It's. About yeah, halfway I was really through, everybody figures it out. For more of a twist, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it just it just like you about halfway through you figure out what's happening like with the cast, mm-hmm. and then that's it, and yep. then they just gradually go through it. And I'm like, this is I just it was like the way that it's they set it up. You thought there'd be a little bit more mystery to it, yep. and it just isn't very much. And like, and that's fine. But I just wish it would have leaned either more into comedy or just done something supernatural. Honestly, those are my two bugaboos. Yeah. All right. What's your What's your first not good disappointment? Um, I've got. I think one of only one of mine is pretty controversial. But uh, you don't have the, to do that the, one first. But <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I probably I'll hold off on that one. The the um, I thought the invitation was really underwhelming. Um, I honestly had that in my top ten for a long time until more movies came out, and then I was on my almost made it because I thought it was kind of unique. But then I was like, wait, it's not unique. I'm sure someone's done this before. Like. It's sure. very classical Victorian, yeah, like vampire type thing, and and I don't, I, I really don't have a problem with it as like, um, like say a romantic drama with horror elements in it, mm-hmm. almost kind of like a, uh, oh shoot, um, a Crimson Peak type thing. Yeah, okay. Um, and like I liked Crimson Peak, but I, I also really like Guillermo del Toro's style and and the way that he touch he. The visuals were a lot more appealing in Crimson Peak on top of yes. what it was doing. So Exactly. And it like I, I felt like this one, it felt more like uh a more well constructed and well scripted Twilight almost. Um, where like it's building this romantic piece, but it feels a little bit more real and well constructed. But along with that, there's not a lot of direct horror involved in that. So then they were it almost felt like they were like, oh crap. There's nothing even remotely horror-related until the final act. Let's go back and throw these maids in there and just have them get murdered along the way. 
Yeah. And then <laughs> that'll cover our bases. And I'm like, this just feels so out of place. They just keep, like, you're really involved in the, I was more involved with the girl's story and, like, what she was going through than these random cutaways to these maids. I'm like, this just feel, doesn't feel like it goes along with the rest of your story. And then you threw the whole thing in at the last 15 minutes. I don't know. It, it just wasn't, I, I, I thought overall just felt very clunky. Um, with the way it was built, and it just was, it was uh, advertised wrong. I think it was marketed wrong. Mm. I think if they'd have marketed it more to what it actually was, instead of trying to carry it as this, like, authentic horror piece, it would have been less disappointing yeah. for me. Yeah. Uh, my next one, I think you're not going to agree with. Maybe you will. Uh-oh. Uh, because I saw something better, but that thing that was better still didn't make my top ten. Run, sweetheart, run. Oh, I, okay. I was like, I just... I thought Fresh did it better, and I thought that, um, I don't know, it just had a lot of goofy cliche stuff, and it, it was hard to take seriously, but it was trying to be serious, and, like, it had a message, but it got lost in this, like, supernatural, confusing story that was happening, and I liked that there were supernatural elements, I just didn't like how vague it was and how you're supposed to assume what's happening, and, I mean, I, I don't know, it's the same thing, same reason I have issues with Christopher Nolan movies, you know, and I don't want to get into that, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to get it, into it that, almost, but, yeah. It, it almost feels like it was frustrating because it had so much potential in it. Also, it and had, like... it just didn't quite reach it. Yeah, it had, like, 15 different things it could have done, and it didn't really capitalize yeah. on any of it. Yes. So. Yes, I'm with, I understand where you're coming from with that, for All right, sure. what's your next one? Um, my next one is, like, the biggest gimme of the year <laughs> on a list like this, which is Halloween Ends. Uh, that um, one is not on my list anywhere. <laughs> Is it just because it was so forgettable, or you just didn't think it was that bad? Um, I feel like if I had it on any list, it would have been on tops, but only for the controversial reasons, like why people like Last Jedi. Because I liked that it was just this totally off-the-wall, not-related-to-anything kind of thing. But I didn't like the... it enough to, to consider it a top, and it wasn't it almost made it because there's just other better movies. Yeah. the The part I think that that got me the most because I, I have found myself over the years kind of changing my perspective on how like remakes and sequels are handled. Um, and that I have found myself in um, being more on the side of like, I encourage them to be more brave with like their changes and being more original with the content. Mm -hmm. um, and even though that is what they did in Halloween ends, it's that I don't like that premise in any horror movie. The I basically kind of... Oh, man, this is going to probably anger a lot of people, but I basically completely lost like interest in the American Horror Story season with uh, The Circus, I think, mm -hmm. because it had that snotty, entitled, rich punk kid that like became one of like the serial killer people. And it was like, is he supposed to be scary? Because I just think he's really annoying and I hate him. And I think, and, and I, I was like, I just don't, I, it, there's nothing about him. It, all he does is infuriate me. He doesn't make me, like, instill any horror to me. It just, yeah. it, I don't know. I hated him. And it was this, it's kind of the same with that character in Halloween Ends. Like, I just hate this kid. Like, he's just annoying. I also and, like, like, for me to be tried to intimidated by him, I'm not intimidated by him. Yeah. I also feel like <laughs> they, they did another thing, like, they did with the invitation. They marketed that movie really wrong. Like, they showed, like, yes. all the scenes with, like, Mike Myers and Laurie Strode, and that was, yep. like, only a small portion of the movie. It was very much more like a drama movie than it was a slasher movie. But, yep. like, I also, yeah, and I'm not going to get into it, because it didn't make my list, so I don't want to spend more time on it, but I can definitely <laughs> see why that's on there. Uh, yep. my, my next one is going to be one that I think a lot of uh, horror arts people are really going to hate. Uh, Speak No Evil was probably the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, mm. It was the sh it was like a Shutter movie that came out. Do you, have you seen it? I hadn't. Okay, I don't it's think I have. it's like one of my least favorite movies on my forever lists because it's just such a like the ending is just so bad and like what happens in the movie takes so long to build and it's like secret window level disappointments of that movie. Mm. Like it could have been <laughs> so much cooler and they again they put so much into it and built the whole thing. And built the tension really well, and then the end just kills it for me. So, I don't know. Don't watch it. A lot of people really liked it, but I, I hated it. It's probably my least favorite movie ever. 
Um, yeah, I can't speak to it because I don't. I'm not even. Don't. I think I've seen the cover. That's about it. Don't. So. Don't. Don't buy into the <laughs> hype. Okay. Um, my next one or my last one um, is bodies, bodies, bodies. I'm putting that one on there. <laughs> I thought that I think the thing that bothered me about it is that the whole time I was watching it, I was like. Like, because from the trailer, I'm like, oh, this looks like it's going to be a good satire of, um, you know, Gen Y or Gen Z, whatever the freaking generation. I can't keep up with that stuff. But, like, it just felt like a good satire of that and, like, of some, like, cultural idiosyncrasies that exist now. And, like, I was like, oh, that, that looks like fun. And then I'm watching it and I'm like, this feels like they're taking these things really seriously and it doesn't seem like it's being all that funny and i'm like i can't tell if it's the script or the actors didn't know how to deliver it or what and then by the end of it i was like oh this is a 90 minute joke yeah and the yeah, only exactly. punchline is at the very end and i'm like ha 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 like that was kind of funny at the end but i had to sit through 90 minutes to get there and i was like that's fine but it was a little bit of a disappointment because i was like you could have been clever the whole time yeah. And instead, it just was clever at the very, very, It could very, have been a really good way. short, too. Uh, yes! Yes! But also, I feel like, <laughs> uh, unlike Speak No Evil, I feel like the ending of that movie made me happy enough to, to be like, okay, that was a good, like, that was like a joke. It paid off for me. I didn't really hate it, because I liked a lot of the humor in it and stuff, so, yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I feel you. Uh, my next one is The Long Night. And this just go, mm. this goes on my list of movies this year that I just felt were like, <sighs> what is this thing I'm trying to describe? Uh, like movies that are just like chaff. Like and it's not even I'm not even talking about like Annabelle's and stuff and Lola Ronas. I'm talking about like the stuff that you see come out and you're just like, this doesn't deserve to like to be like somewhere i don't know i'm trying to think of the way to i just i was just sitting there watching this movie and i was like this could have been so much cooler if they would have put like an extra like hundred thousand dollars into it or this could have been so much better if they would have just leaned into one of the, the two or three directions that they like were leaning into a little harder Other, and, but at the end of the day it just comes out with like this lady who can do a kind of a, a okay possession like gimmick and then they just leaned on that really hard and they had so much more going for it, and it just kind of, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's felt so much like the chuff that just comes out, it's like, to me, representative of all the movies this year that came out, and you just were like, what, what was that movie, like, I've never even heard of that, that should be good, right, based on the premise, and you're like, no, counter to that, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it, it had this, like, just this aura of blandness to me, like, it just felt bland. That's exactly, per that was the easier way to say that. It's just the most, like, it's, but it's like the scape, it's, I'm scapegoating it for all the bland movies that came out this year that I didn't want to put on my hate list. <laughs> it's the poster child for it. Yeah. What's yeah. your, do you have, you have no more, right? I'm done. All right, my final one is X. I feel like that was like, mm. the, it's like the, almost like the nail in the coffin for A24 for me, because I really liked Hereditary. Midsommar is like, all right, I liked it, but a lot of people didn't. I don't even know what else they did. The Green Knight, maybe? But X yeah. was just, like, it was alright, but it wasn't, like, I don't know, I, f I feel like they're paying people to say these movies are good now. And we don't get paid, so we don't have to worry about it. And I didn't see Pearl because I didn't like X, so maybe I'll watch all three when they all come out, but I just feel like X is heavily overrated. I do like yeah, that I Jen Ortega's in it, though. Yeah, I, s I saw it, and... I enjoyed it, but I didn't... I also felt kind of similarly as far as, like, pursuing that storyline more. I didn't have any interest in this in the prequel, sequel thing. Yeah. I, I, did, I was like, okay, I get it. This wasn't that good to want to see more of it. <laughs> yeah, Especially we don't need a trilogy. The <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't understand the appeal of that at all. No. All right, so our next list is almost made. It's, I don't even know if we should talk about these too much because some of these could be higher on other people's lists. So uh, I'm just going to name the, my five. Do you want to do, do you have like five or four? How many do you have? I've just got three. Okay. I'm going to name my five and you can name your three and then we can move on to our top ten because I'm pretty sure there might be some of these that overlap based on what we were talking about earlier. Cool. Uh, my 
almost made it are from bottom. Well, these are no order. My top ten's in order, but my other ones aren't. So Grimcuddy, Fresh, The Black Phone, Prey, and Matriarch. Those are my five almost made it. Okay. Uh, one overlap and some overlap in my top ten. I've yeah. got The Black Phone, VHS 99, and Christmas Bloody Christmas. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on to top tens then. You want to start or you want me to start? Oh, boy. I'm I'll going s- to upset some people with I'll my start. first one. I'll start. Uh, my, my number 10 is Nope. I thought that Nope was really good. I think that every year Jordan Peele puts another movie out is another year that we get to have a really interesting horror movie. Original experience? Yeah, that has some type of originality to it while also kind of pandering slash referencing things that helped him grow into (laughs) a horror, uh, director. And I don't know, it's just, I haven't watched it again yet, but... It's only because I have seen it and I don't want to spend too much money on it, but I'm going to buy the three-pack of his movies because I'm pretty sure there's like a Peelverse thing going on and I want to know more. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um, Where, is Nope on your top ten? Oh, yeah, it is. Well, if it's on your top ten, we can stop talking about it right now because we can talk about more when it gets on yours. Cool. Say um, that, too. If, if it's on your top ten higher, then I'll just we can footnote our... Okay. The other one. <laughs> All right. What do you for got sure. for number ten? Oh boy. Okay. So my number ten goes. I'm going to preface this with what I was talking about with Halloween ends, where I think that the point of remakes um, is to Uh-oh. apply some level of originality to it. Um, I actually have two of them on here, but the first one is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake on Netflix. Oh, that's not what uh, I thought it was going to be. It will be the other one. Okay. <laughs> that you're thinking of but the uh, like everybody hated it it was so panned and i remember when i was done watching it i was like that was a lot of fun like it's a texas chainsaw massacre movie it's fun like i don't know what people like i think that one of the big things that people had an issue with is they're like is they're like well they butchered what um leatherface is supposed to be and he's not he's supposed to be like a like a child mind and blah 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 and i'm like yeah exactly but go buy, go watch the 1972 original if that's what you want to see like can we do something different and just let him be just this psycho crazy person and then the whole point of the movie is just making some really cool shots set pieces and mm-hmm. effects work and that's what it felt like it was to me it was an excuse to have some really fun effects work done and I thought that that part was really fun. I also like really that they brought it. the, like, I don't know if it was the original actress, but they brought the lady from the first one in, in as, like, kind of Laurie Strode character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. that was, I don't hate that. Like, I think that that's <laughs> kind of cool. Um, and I also think that it, I liked that it kind of continued the story, like Halloween did, as opposed to just, like, and it picked it up later in time. Not just a day later, if I recall correctly. Like it, it yeah, was yeah. Like we picked it up later in time. Like, oh, we've forgotten about this. Like, the Jedi. I've never even heard of them. They're a myth. And like, <laughs> that kind of thing, which I thought was kind of. Cool. It didn't make. It didn't make my top ten, but I didn't. I definitely would watch it again. And I don't. But I don't think it's like super unique. I just think it's a pretty good slasher movie. Yeah, definitely. And that's why I just hit ten for me. But I feel like that would be the thing that I give the most. Uh, credence to mm-hmm. for it the most kudos is that is the rewatchability i feel like it was a very entertaining horror movie that you could just put on in the background or just sit down and watch with a few people yeah uh, i don't know i will say from here on out my top 10 is like a bunch of hard choices for me because i i think these are all like on a like and this is on number nine i'm talking about i think these are all on a similar level for me of enjoyment so don't get too oh, critical man. of, like, stuff when I'm like, oh, this is number nine. And you're like, that's number nine. And you're like, but it's just because of all the stuff I had to make choices that are personal. This isn't for you. This is for the listeners. But Oh, no, no. But <laughs> but I got to say this before you get to that because this this is – that comment is what I was wanting to tell you before we started the podcast. Um, <laughs> is that, like, you just said that it gets a little bit muddled on the ranking from here. And I don't want to be negative – but I did feel like this year there weren't these, like, three or so just absolute standout horror movies for me where I was like, that was amazing from top to bottom. And there just wasn't 
for me. Like, I felt like there were a decent amount of, like, not decent amount, but just, like, noticeable things that throughout where I was like, eh, I wish that would have been a little bit better. There just wasn't that, like, Daniel isn't real or malignant or whatever one where i was just like wow rewatchability script was fun acting was fun effects were fun like there just wasn't that one or two or three just absolute i know that's gonna be my top five at the end of the year kind of thing and it was more my list is more like that where i'm like these were all really really great and yeah. i didn't really know how to rank them either but anyways i did i don't know how you feel about that but that's kind of how i felt about the year we can talk about that as we go on. But my number nine was <laughs> is probably not on your list at all. It's Day Shift, which is the Jamie Foxx Vampire Slayer comedy. Oh movie. yes, okay. I I yeah. love that movie. Like I every time I think about it, I'm like, man, I should go watch it again. Because it's just like I thought it was a really cool, like I don't know, it's just it, it was kind of like a comedy John Wick meets vampires, and that's perfect. It was one like and it's better than like Let the Wrong One In and some of these other vampire movies that have come out. Uh, I like the action. I like Jamie Foxx's character. I like the other characters that are in it. Um, like, like the Frank or Franco, uh, Philip, it's not Philip DeFranco. That's a different person. Um, James Franco's brother. The younger, I forgot his name. The younger Franco. He's pretty yeah, good the, at it the, and so uh, on and so forth. But eyebrows Franco. Eyebrows Franco. I don't know. I just really thought it was kind of creative. And I guess it, uh, the other thing I really was comparing it to was like bright and it was way but way like eons better than bright that is what it reminded me of the way that it was filmed reminded me of bright but i agree that the i thought the pacing was better and the humor element throughout was better and i was like debating putting like violent night on my list and stuff but i feel like day shift takes the place of like a more horror action movie while I think Violent Night is more of, like, a violent action movie. I don't really consider it horror. There's just too much comedy and a lot more, like... But you, you're never really truly worried about the protagonist. You know, in... You may yeah. not be in Day Shift either, but definitely not in Violent Night, so... Yeah. Um... Alright, my number nine is, um... The Hellraiser remake. Okay. Um, that's the one I thought the last one was gonna be. Yes, I figured that's what you were talking... What you were thinking. I... I... I thought that, again, it was a fun take on it. Um, I loved the treatment of the Cenobites, and, like, I, I thought that they were really fun. That I feel like the way that they made that movie, it was... For me, it hit what I wanted from it, which was, let's find a way to... Uh, let's create a story and then find a way to introduce some really fun Cenobites. And I did, like... I mean, I think I kind of go back and forth on the whole, like way that they decided to construct the story, it wasn't necessarily that I agreed with all of their choices, but I liked that they took the chances mm -hmm. and tried something different and tried to give us something new that still was in with within the same realm within the universe. And I don't know. I, I thought it was, again, a lot of fun, and I'd watch it again. I, like, that's kind of part of my appeal for a horror movie. Yeah, I have no like allegiance to the Hellraiser movies at all, and so I thought this movie was... But the same as the other Hellraiser movies that I've seen. It wasn't bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's it's fun. I mean, and I, and I, you know me, I'm a stickler for, like, you know, creative, like, creature design mm -hmm. and stuff. And I liked the treatment of the Cenobites. Like, they put a lot of creative stuff into it. Like, those nails that, like, went through that one Cenobite's feet that, like, made them into high heels mm -hmm. was such a little tinge. Like, you had, if you blink, you miss it. But it was such a cool idea. I like that's such a like I don't know it was really creative they did they did a good job of taking time and making them really cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, my number eight is a movie that's not coming out until next year for people who didn't see it at a, at a thing, and I think it was almost my favorite one of my favorite. I think it, in hindsight is my probably my favorite most unique movie from Telluride this year, and it was The Offering. Um. I wasn't quite expecting... It's, it was weird, because I, when I saw The Offering, it was like kind of on a whim. It was one of those Sunday movies where you're not sure what you're going to do. And I went and saw it, or maybe it was a Saturday movie, I don't know. I just saw it on a whim, though, and I was like, wow. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It had good scares, it had good like horror elements. It was kind of a... I liked the Hasidic take on like the possession and stuff like that. And I was just really impressed with it, and I... 
would like to see a lot more, and I'm kind of a sucker for morgue movies too, like the Autopsy of Jane Doe and stuff like that. So, mm. um, I don't know. I think maybe that's that was in in, in vogue this year because of the Mortuary's Assistant video game coming out. But I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I I do love that exploring that um, that religion mm-hmm. um, in the realm of horror, and and the Vigil is another really good one. Um, I, have, I still haven't seen, seen it one. yet. It's on my. It's like literally the next movie on my list of stuff to watch. And I started it. I just yeah. haven't gone back. I like started the, to press play, and then I had to go do something, and I haven't gone back to it yet. Yeah, it's a it's a good one too, and and it makes it made me excited for the offering, and, and especially after your thoughts on it. So, yeah, I'm excited to see that one. Um, my next one was one that was in your honorable mentions. I put Matriarch on there. Dude, that was so um, close. It was so close to being like, top ten. Like, <laughs> it was at the top of my almost made it list. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I mean, and it's got a little bit lower on mine. Um, so it was. It was kind of on the cusp too. I would say. Um, I think that overall, the reason it's low on my list is that it had this. It just kept giving you these little hints of some crazy body horror stuff, mm-hmm. and then that's all you get. You just get these little tiny hints, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, I really wish. It, that especially in that final act, that it just would have slammed it in your face, and just really driven it home. Like I, I don't know, I just really wanted that mm-hmm. because I feel like it would have really hit the impact of everything it was building to, and so that part is what kind of keeps it from being higher. But everything else, um, the way that it tackles, like you know, just like having like I don't know, I don't want this sounds. I can't think of the right term, but just like mommy issues, like parent, like parent issues, like, (laughs) um, and trauma and, and like that, I don't mean that in an offensive way. I mean, like, you know, a lot of us struggle with stuff like that. And like, you're seeing a vision of that, that takes it seriously and progresses that concept through a horror lens and does a good job. That's a good movie. And I think it kind of like, I was going to put Hellbender on my list. And then I was like, you know, Matriarch, because I saw Hellbender came out technically this year. But it, we saw it, I think, last year at Telluride. I liked Hellbender a lot. And I think the Matriarch is in the same vein of movies of, like, Hellbender, of, like, uh, it's, ex- it's just exploring the idea of witches that aren't just straight evil all the time, kind of, but are, you know? It's just the different morality of, of the, of the like, of that mentality. Because usually we see witches in, like, two witches and things like that, just being assholes, like, the wretched... And in these two movies, we get an experience of, like, the witch kind of mentality where there's, like, reasons for things and why you do something and why you don't something, especially in Hellbender. Um, in, in this one, Matriarch, I feel like there was a lot of, uh, like, Lovecraft involved in it, too. Like, Lovecraftian kind of, like, lore and the sacrifices and the stuff. I thought there was some pretty cool stuff there. And it built tension pretty well, too. You don't know what the hell's going on in that movie till the very end, I feel like. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Every time they cut to the that older couple in the car, throughout like, and like how things on? are regressing, <laughs> and that yeah, you're like, what is happening? And it, yeah, but yeah, it does a good job of building that too. I agree. All right, my number seven is Dashcam. It took me all of my willpower to put this on here because as much as I <laughs> despise what they're like potentially uh, promoting in this movie, it's just so good at the end, like. Holy monkey shit! Is it? I, is this movie from this year? I hope it is, because if it's not, it I, is. okay. Because yeah. I, the, oh my god, like honestly, like I like Dashcam better than I like the new VHS this year, which should say something to everyone following at home. I thought Dashcam <laughs> was great. Um, as you said, we can. Um, I will mention I have it. Okay, I won't record. talk about it anymore. Okay. All right, what's your cool. number seven? Um, uh, my number seven is, or my number, yeah, seven? Yeah, seven. Uh, is Hatching. Um, I thought that I almost put that on was... my hated list, honestly. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, I, it, really, the only reason it's on there is, uh, it's the superficial aspect of it. I thought the creature effects were really oh, good. Yeah. Um, I thought the body horror aspects were really good. Um, I just hated and I, that I will mom almost always... so much, like... Yeah. Oh, for sure. She was terrible. She was an awful person. I just... And, like, even the whole movie really feels more like a dark fantasy, which I feel like is more of that, like... Um... Like that... Oh, uh, I shoot. I am so sorry. I forgot the term. Not Nordic. 
uh, Scandinavian, where, like, Scandinavian movies have that kind of aura to them, like, Let the Right One In, and, um, just kind of, like, movies in that vein, where it has almost this kind of, like, fantasy-esque feel to it, as opposed to just straight horror, and even though it's a horror movie, it's just, the way that they present it just feels more like a, a really messed up child story if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, like, it, it has that aura to it to me, so it doesn't feel like straight horror. But I just loved all that stuff so much. I felt like I, er, the as far as the creature effects and stuff, I couldn't leave it off because I want to pay credence when people try so hard to pull that kind of stuff off and do a good job. Yeah, so that's, that's why I made it. Speaking of Scandinavian-ish horror, uh, my number six is Bloody Hell. Uh, I thought that movie just hit all the right notes for me from a horror slash horror comedy i think like each act of that movie is a different type of movie honestly and i really think that it's hard for a horror comedy to get that or get to do that i i i've seen it twice now and i just feel like it's got whoever directed it and is involved in writing it and all that they're just so clever and smart about how they did that movie with the character Mm -hmm. having his own persona that he's talking to um, and having, like, the first part, like, so you get to know him, and the second part is, like, a kind of survival torture movie, and then, like, the third final act is that, like, kind of revenge escape slasher, and I don't know, I just, I thought it was so good. I, it's so good. I, I, it was very hard for me, and this was one of the ones where I'm, like, very, it's very hard for me not to put it higher on my list, but Bloody Hell was probably, like, it, sh- it should be top five, but there's other movies that are in top five, so I can't put it in top five. <laughs> My only comment towards that one is the is the same thing that I told you after I watched it was I can't believe how much fun I had watching somebody hanging from a basement. Exactly. Ceiling. Exactly. Like I, I, it was so much fun, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, wait, this guy hasn't moved for like an hour. Yeah. Why is this so fun? And yet the story progresses <laughs> so much, and as him standing it does. there, like. He, uh, it's it, it, that's what I mean. It's it's it, it sounds stupid to say, but it's like it's like a smart movie. It's like a very this... smart movie in how it's done and the things you do and how his character changes simply just hanging there to show that the story's progressing and stuff. It's it's like yeah. ne- it next leveled me. Uh, I was like, and, do and I understand one... film now? Is this what's happening? <laughs> and, and that one I, I would have probably made my top ten, but there, I think there was a gray area on when it came out. And I messed up last year because I put The Empty Man on mine, and it had come out the year before. And this one, I think it technically said 2021 on it. On well, I Shutter, saw it this year, but and they it didn't was release close. it. Yeah, they didn't release it until this year for on Shutter, and I don't know how easy it was to get a hold of before that. Uh, so I'm I'm all good with it being on a list. But I but I was just saying that's why it didn't make it on mine is because I was. So it would have sure been on yours though. If I can count it. Oh yes, for oh, okay, sure. One hundred percent. There we go. You can count it as five point five or something. Sweet. What do you got for your six? Um, another one that made your honorable mentions. Um, I was so pleasantly surprised by Fresh. I thought that movie. That was, was another so one good. I had such a hard time cutting. It stayed in my top ten for so long. So it long. was so good. The acting was so good. Oh yeah. And <laughs> and the way they filmed it was good. Like it had a great pace to it. Again, even though like Bloody Hell, there's not a lot happening. The pace was still good. Like, I was still really fully engaged in what was happening. I kept thinking, I don't know about you, but I kept thinking that the person that she was hearing through the walls was his wife. Yeah. And that she was just trying that to lead her on so that she would thing. keep her. Oh, my like, God. It, there's the, so many questions. The like, third or like act so many uh, things that keep. Yeah. Oh, the third act is so good. If it didn't, if it didn't have that energy in the third act, I wouldn't have liked it so much. It, but I, it built to it and then it delivered. Yeah. And. If we're talking about movies like it, I did watch A Wounded Fun because I really like Josh Rubin, uh, the guy who's in it, and his comedy side and his other things he's been in. And I also really like, uh, or not really like, sorry, and, and it also reminds me of Run Sweetheart Run. But I think Fresh basically, like, is my favorite version of those types of movies. Um, because A Wounded Fun is a little bit too artsy, and Run Sweetheart Run is just not, doesn't deliver on anything. And Fresh is, like, the epitome of. Like, what, one of those, like, you're dating a guy you didn't know, shit goes crazy, uh, well, it's, and this is what happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it's technically, a, a, you know, I, I'm not I'm not bashing it in the, when I say this, but just comparing it to Run, Sweetheart Run, like, it, Fresh is a little bit easier world to build, but they fleshed it, uh-huh, 
fleshed it. They fleshed it out better. They fleshed like, it out better, it, yeah. It was, it was more, it was like perfect, it was a perfectly constructed world that they built. Yep. And you, it felt real and it felt like this is something that could happen. Did you watch Fresh and before I suggested it? No, I did not. Okay. I watched it after you did because I had, but honestly, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to, I, I'm, <laughs> it, it, I want people to try. Like I want the industry to try. I love that Hulu and Amazon seem committed to creating original horror content. Um, but They've had far less success, in my opinion, than Shudder has. Like, Shudder's yeah. horror content has been better. I think that's and the same with Prime, too. Like, Shudder has just done better than Prime. And, cause the other one is yeah. Netflix. Netflix has been on top yeah. of it. And yeah, Netflix has done a good job. Yeah. But Hulu, in general, just hasn't. And they let me down a lot, and I kind of got tired of watching them. So I stopped watching them, and when I saw the premise for that one, they did a lot better. They did a lot better, and they definitely built some trust back, and I think that's part of the reason that Fresh made the list, because it was, uh, looking at my list here, it's easily the biggest pleasant surprise. Like, it was one I did not expect to like as much as I did, and I did. Yep, and I, again, so close, Matriarch and and Fresh are so close to making my top ten, I just, the next five are, I think, movies that I, I just really, really liked. (laughs) Yeah. All right. My number five is Smile. Um, I, I, I like really liked Smile. It creeped me out. <laughs> my biggest fear is something like that, and like my biggest like monster, afraid of the dark fear is something like that, especially something that like what manifests at the end, and it just hit every note for me in horror, and it was like actually. Like, none of the other movies on my list are, are scary. I think Smile was, like, one that was actually, like, scary. Like, legit scary for me. And yeah, it's, hard, it's I, hard for that to happen for me. Yeah, then, I, I feel like it was... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, not necessarily, like, scared scary. Like, I could sleep still, but creep me out a lot. Yeah. It did do a good job of, like, of building just a solid horror movie. It is it slow, nervous, and it's weird, and I don't expect everybody to like it, but it was right up my alley it it may not have made my top 10 but it has probably my favorite 15 to 30 seconds of horror of the year in it <laughs> uh, uh, i don't want to spoil it for anybody <laughs> but i'm gonna ask you about that later <laughs> <laughs> it i loved that part and i could watch that a hundred times which sounds terrible but i could what is your number five um i was su- i surprised myself putting this on um but just the more i thought about it uh, Men is my number five. Um, for two reasons. It, the visuals in that movie towards the end are burned into my brain. And to be able to do that to somebody who watches horror all the time is something that should be commended. Like Antichrist <laughs> levels have burned into your brain or something else? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I need say to more watch like that along those lines. I've been skipping it a lot. Because I just didn't really, it didn't really seem like it was my kind of movie, but I, I'm going to have to watch it now. While stuff was happening in the final act, my thought, the thought that kept going through my head was, how did this make it into an R-rated movie? Like, that was the thought that was going <laughs> okay, through my head. Okay, cool. So, it gets pretty, yeah, um, grotesquely nasty, but the, uh, well, grotesque is probably not the right word, but what, whatever. Um... The, and then the other part, the other part that I want to commend it for is that I felt like the point of 90% of that movie was to convey and instill upon the audience how it feels to be a woman alone in an environment. And by the end of that movie, I'm like, wow, I felt that. Like, I felt what they were trying to convey. Like, if this were happening to you in this scenario, what would you do? Like, how would you feel? Mm-hmm. And it does a good job of making you feel that. And I was like, wow, this this is what horror, this is part of what makes horror awesome, is, like, no other genre can make you feel this way. Yeah. And actually convey the message it's trying to convey, and I wanted to give it credit for that, because it did a really good job. It's kind of actually similar to how I felt about Smile. Like, watching this lady kind of fall from grace is something that, like, I've kind of felt with her, and it was, like, really hard to watch, because a lot of the people around her, like, you always... Or, like, people will stick by me, and then all these people just fall off around her life as she's starting to go through this experience, and it's, like, really shitty to watch, and it sucks. And it man, conveys, that makes like, me a think real life experience. It reminds me of Invisible Man. The way oh, that my God, yeah, holy Ugh. shit. That movie is, yeah. like, one of the greatest, like, you so feel it good. movies. 
That's uh, so good. My number four is Barbarian. Oh, no. What? Oh. Forgot man. about it? Yeah, I gotta change my list. Oh, uh, no, it's gonna be I'm really four. mad at myself. Oh, not my number four. That'd probably be number one. That That's how pathetically sad that is. I feel like it couldn't be your number one <laughs> if you forgot about it. But I also I forgot about my number one until we just started talking, so I shouldn't probably like hold that against you. Anyway, Barbarian's a great film. Um, if, weirdly enough, I think it's directed by a guy who used to be on the comedy sh- show, Whitest Kids You Know, and it took him a lot of work to make the movie, and it, I think it ended up with something that is a fantastic film that I will watch probably every year for Halloween. And That's it's so good. gross, it's creepy, it's fun, it's got a lot of tension, it builds it well. There's a lot of those scenes where you're like, oh god, get out, get out, get out, get out, get out, which is hard to like do nowadays, and I think that <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just very good. Very, very good movie. It's so, it was so well built. Oh mm-hmm. man, I, I am so mad at myself for, I like, I, what you know, did you have to kick off through... for it? What? I didn't, oh, what would I kick off? Any of the bottom ones. Okay, got it. I'd be, I would, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. it. Like, that movie is so good, like, going through and talking about earlier, and about how, like, not, like, I couldn't really think of a horror movie that hit on every note, and I don't know why that one fell out of my head, but I would say that one hits on every note, like, because when you watch it for the first time, you don't know what's going to happen, you're super interested in what's going on, you're very engaged, and then after it's over, you're like, oh, I can watch that again. Like, it wasn't ruined knowing everything that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And I I watched it with, with, I've watched it with two other people, um... And I just, I felt like I was watching it for the first time again. I was like, I love this so much. This is so great. It's such a good movie. <laughs> what was your number four? Uh, number four was uh, uh, Dashcam. Um, I thought, I guess that, like, the perspective I went into it with was seeing her as the main character as a satire. Uh, and so to see it that way, it made me, it made her character funny to me. So it was a little bit more digestible for me um, than it has been for other people and um, I choose to approach it that way because I think if you can laugh at her, then it's far more entertaining. <laughs> and, uh, I just, yeah, I thought the scares were great. The effects at the end were, uh, like, it, I've never it seen... It escalates like, so you th- well. Like... Yes, can you think of a horror movie that escalates so early on in the movie and continues to one-up itself so well to the very end? I think That's, the only thing like, I can compare to is the... The um, the VHS two like Thai cult or Vietnamese cult one, and it's like <laughs> yeah, that one escalates. Yeah. It, it's basically like a full movie version of that. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And I, I think that's why I like it so much because that's one of my favorite VHS shorts ever. Is that one? And every time it comes on, it takes forever to get there, and but it's always great. It's got such good practical effects. Oh, man. But I mean, like I, I, I love I to hate that, you know, <laughs> If you haven't, if you haven't seen it, and you're nervous about what we're talking about, just go into it with just not like not an open mind. To keep you know, keep your worldview, but just, just like, understand it you just might like, not agree with the main character. That's all you need. Yeah, to and, and that just laugh at her. She's just a satire of of just that far nastiness, and just to just enjoy it for what it is, and just laugh at the satire of it. And then just enjoy the rest of it as a horror movie. And there you go. Uh oh, I think one of my top ten is also from last year too, but I'm putting it on anyway because it's that's okay. That's okay. All right, my next one, my number three is the cursed. Um, just just three things I really like. Is that the one that you didn't think was filming this year? Yeah, that's exactly. It is. It It is. Okay. It says 2021 and uh, on IMDb, so it must have. Oh, it does. It must have come out in a festival or something. Sworn it said. But. Anyway, the cursed is great. It's it's got. I don't think it's a huge spoiler to say it's got werewolves in it, but it might be. So I'm gonna say it anyway. I just said it's too late. Oh, it's too late. Uh, <laughs> second is it has like Romanian culture, which is a huge like thing that people don't touch on, and when they do, it's always good. Like um, thinner. I mean, stereotype usually, but when they get into it, it's kind of fun. Like like that kind of culture is really cool to me because um, it's like. Like, a lot of the Hellboy stuff's based in, like, Romanian culture with, like, you know, um, oh my god, what is this, Rasputin, and you get, like, um, 
that kind of what is that movie that I'm thinking of? Um, Drag Me to Hell. That's the one I'm thinking of. Oh. Like those are more like comic. I think not comic, but that one is. But Cursed is like this awesome werewolf movie. And it's a period piece. I think it's cool to have like the character, the pathologist there to do stuff, and the way that 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 kind of learned person approaches this kind of like Romanian cursed culture is really interesting. It's just it's like the trifecta for me. It's got Sleepy uh, yeah. Hollow vibes, which is dope because I love it. That, <laughs> that was that's actually my number one. Is it okay? Um, well, I won't talk about yeah. it anymore. Oh no, you're good. No, no, you're good. I mean, we're getting to the top of the thing here, so we're very passionate about these ones. Yes. Um. Yeah. No, the curse is it was amazing. Um, it, it was my number one until 20 minutes ago, and the only reason <laughs> is, I, I don't. I think it'll make a little more sense when I talk about these other two movies. But for me, from my perspective, not from anyone else's though, for uh, for sure. Uh, what's your number three? Uh, my number three was another one of your honorable mentions, and it's probably too high, but um, it's Prey. I thought that. I feel like the franchises get to this point where it's like you no longer expect a good movie to come out in the franchise. That's true. And that movie was a huge surprise for a lot of people. I don't think anybody expected it to be that good. Again, it's another Hulu original and didn't have a good track record before this year, like you said, and Predator hadn't had a good track record for a while. Um, and... But I just thought that, like, I loved everything about the way they did it. Um, I loved the build. I loved... There was, like, only a couple things where it's like, I really wish they hadn't done that. And they were pretty small. They were small enough that it didn't bother me that much. And I thought that the creativity put into the design of the Predator and the aesthetic of it was so cool. I was so drawn into it. And it felt so original to me. But... Yeah, I, I, it was on my top ten until I started remembering other stuff. And I, I feel like it's hard for me to put a fifth quill or a sixth quill on my top ten. But if we're talking about franchises, the Predator franchise is definitely in my top ten. Like, the movies <laughs> themselves all... I, even the last one everyone hates, I love that movie. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, I saw it this year, I was expecting it to be, like... Levels of terrible I couldn't fathom, and I ended up super enjoying it, um, even though everyone else hates it. Everyone else hates it. Like, I seriously think most people <laughs> think I'm stupid for how much I like that movie sometimes, but, like, I don't know, they're just... Even the AVP movies have a special place in my heart because of what I, when I watched them and where I watched them growing up, so, like, it's definitely up there, but, like, I... It's just... Putting the sixth or seventh movie in a franchise in my top ten isn't going to happen usually, unless it's like a really I, good franchise. Like Scream was on here too, but I didn't. I knocked it down, and I even ended up taking it off because it was just another Scream movie. I'm excited to see the I new see one though, but yeah, it's just sometimes hard for me to put those in. And Prey was good, but I don't think Prey was unique enough for me to be in for it to be in my top ten for now. That's fair. I, I do have to say this just because you brought it up. I I will die on this hill. I think that the only flaw, really, with the original AVP was that it was PG-13. Yep. If That's the they would have made an R-rated version era. of that, yep. If they would have made an R, if they had made an R-rated version of that movie and kept almost all of the rest of it the same, I I would have absolutely no qualms with it. I thought that the a lot of one of the things that people hated about that movie was that one alien killed two of the predators. I thought that the logic behind that decision was brilliant. Where they, because the director came out and said, "Wait, wait, you're going too deep difference. into this. We can't. We have movies. I've got to do about. it. I've got to finish. I'm almost done." They, they, they like they, he couldn't. Uh, he was like, "You can't tell the difference between any of the aliens. So if I, I'm going to set this one up to like, have battle damage and it kills two of the predators, so you have an alien to hook onto." I'm like, "Brilliant. That's a really smart idea to do that." Anyways, all right, okay, I'm okay. Done. Uh, well, <laughs> your number three was prey. My number two is kind of. I think it's going to throw you for a loop, but when I tell you why. It's my number two. I think it'll make a lot more sense from, from looking at it from my perspective. My number two is Dreadstream, or Deadstream. Oh, okay. And the reason I think Deadstream is my number two, uh, the reason I like Deadstream a lot, is because it, it reminded me a lot of Evil Dead. Like, a lot of Evil Dead. But Evil Dead, if you were doing it in, like, a VHS style. And 
that combination of those two things is very, very awesome to me. Um, I really liked... It, it kind of it touched on, like, the ghost hunter thing. It touched on the being alone in a place. It touched on, like, the crazy demon kind of creature things. I I was surprised at how much mobility the sets had. You, he's in this house, but, like, it's just they keep changing things. It's kind of like bloody hell. Like, you're like, this movie keeps going forward. It keeps moving. And you're not, like, really bored ever. And it's funny. Um, I think if the satire is done in a better way than Dashcam to me. Um, just because I've been immersed in that kind of... Not immersed, but I'm part of that kind of live culture and stuff like that. And it it is... I like how it makes fun of that stuff and what it does. And <laughs> I like how it's commenting on, like, our YouTube culture and things like that nowadays. But also, it's a pretty good horror movie. So, I don't know, it's just, it's really surprised me, and I'm happy to put it in my top ten, in my top five, in my top two. I thought that movie was great. Yeah. It was super fun. I, I don't have a lot else to add. Yeah, thank you. I, I agree with a lot of what you said. It was a great movie. All right. Um, well, go ahead. Do you want to add something else? You don't want oh, to no, add, but nope. you want to add something else? Okay. <laughs> uh, nope, I'm two? not. My number two is nope. Um... Right. <laughs> I I, I I won't add much more to what we already talked about with it. The, the only other thing I'll add is that, as most people know, I'm a sucker for monster movies where, like, the point is that, like, you slowly discover it throughout the movie, you figure out what it, you know, what it needs, what its weaknesses and strengths are, and then you, like, tackle that issue. Like, I, that's my favorite, like, subgenre, or I don't know, whatever you want to call it, or my favorite trope mm-hmm. of horror I love that. It's my favorite. Nope does a great job of that. It felt like Tremors in the Sky, and I love Tremors. And, yeah, I just thought it was a, such a fun movie. Like, just unpacking all of it with the characters for the first time. I've watched it, like, three or four times since I've <laughs> gotten it. I love it. It's so good. I think, I, I, I think cool. the pacing could be a little bit better. That's yeah, I was going to say that, it. too. And some of the connecting elements I didn't get right away, but I got when I was at the end. So, like, there are a little few flaws storytelling-wise, but it makes sense at the end, so they're not, like, real flaws. Um, yeah. But also, I feel like it's cool to say that the scariest scene in Nope doesn't even involve the monster, which is kind of interesting, because I personally feel like the scariest, freakiest, most, like, in- a disturbing scene is the... And this has been on a lot of other people's lists of disturbing scenes this year, too, was the, like, George's birthday, like, when they try to celebrate the monkey's birthday... Yeah. Or whatever, and he goes crazy on set, and like that scene, you're just not. It's like this that scene in Gremlins when she starts talking about her dad dying. You're just like, what the hell is happening? Like, you. But this one, you kind of know it's coming, but you're not expecting it to be as like insanely like disturbing as it was, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know, I and and all of that's in your, and all of it's in your head. Like everything happens off camera yeah. in the shot, but you just hear it. And then you're just forced to imagine how awful it is. Yeah, and then you just kind of um, get the aftermath, and you're like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's so, yeah. Oh man. I, I, there's so much about that movie that's just really, it's amazing. Really All nice right. shot. My number one is totally a cheat. Um, so you're going to hate that it's a number one, because <laughs> it's actually like a number, it's like another top ten almost. But, um, again, I always have to do this every year, and usually every year this ends up making my top five, if not my top two. Uh, but I choose a show, and Cabinet of Curiosities is my top number one from this year. So good. It's so good. I feel like giving Del Toro the money and ability to curate stuff and give him involvement in, like, the purview and the ability to, like, help people with set design and stuff. It's just, like, he's, like, the perfect, like, Alfred Hitchcock-style host for an anthology show that's not an anthology show. Like, and... It, but it is an anthology show because it has a... I'm, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about Cabinet of Curiosities. But <laughs> uh, it is an anthology show because it has some type of like minor through story. And that through story makes a shitload more sense than a lot of shitty anthology through stories do. like Or, or interconnecting stories. And all it is is him talking about stuff as if he is own, the owner of the Cabinet of Curiosities. Like, it's not even meant to be an interconnecting story and it is better than some of the other ones that you have out there. And... Of course, there was a few duds. There's always duds. There's always duds in any kind of show or anthology. There's I have yet to see an anthology where one of them wasn't just like, meh. 
And even if it's meh, it's still pretty good and designed well. Honestly, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I didn't finish the last episode, and it's still in my top ten. I will... I'll still say... Or I would still say to that point, I would say that a few of the episodes are duds, only compared to the other episodes in that series. Exactly. Like, there are some of those that I would call duds in that, that I would say, wow, that was that was probably the best one of that in another anthology. Yeah, right. Like... Like, like because, the one like, that everybody universally hates is the one with Jane Mifuji, where she's, like, you know, got the the goo that she keeps putting on herself. Yes, and, like, that's yeah. the one everyone hated, but it's still, like, it would be, like, the best one. You're right, like you said, in, in most anthology. other anthologies. <laughs> yeah, and, like, just, just you mentioning it, like, I totally get why, you know, the quote-unquote cheating. But just a quick glance, going through my top ten, it would be no lower than third, if I counted it. Yeah. That's was so stinking good it is and if if they don't do another if they kill it like they did with channel zero and some of these other shows i'm gonna be i'm gonna be very sad like i'm going to feel feelings the same way you feel feelings about the clayface (laughs) movie not getting made by mike i can't i will yeah i will be very upset too it i mean everything i've seen even people that didn't like a couple of episodes everybody is talking about it about it being so awesome. Like, nobody is like, it was okay. I haven't heard that once. And it's it's so stinking good. Yeah, I'm with you. Also, um, I'd like to point I, out right now that VHS 99 did not make my list at all this year. I feel like it's... Which I'm surprised. I just... I, I'm surprised. I just feel I like... I thought it would. The, the only standout one is the last one, and I still just don't... It's still yeah. just as good as some of the other, like, mediocre ones from other ones. This The third one really killed it for me. Like, the third short really killed it for me because it was just so long and gratuitous and kind of gross (laughs) and they should have just like cut out most of the middle in the beginning and just done the end and that would have made it a lot better like the the game show one yeah the interconnecting story was just as weak as viral to me so i don't know just not on here i don't think it was so bad that i put on my not good it's just not good enough to get almost made it or top 10 I'll leave it there so you can finish talking about your your number one. Yeah, no, that, that's another one. That's another one that I was that like I think it's a great anthology movie, but if I'm comparing it to just it's if I'm comparing it to its own franchise, but sets, which sets a high bar, it wasn't as good. Yeah, I even like ninety nine more than I like or ninety four more than I like ninety nine. Yep, that honestly like, and I know I'm not I'm in the minority here, but ninety four is my favorite. I think and it's, that every time I watch it, it goes higher and higher. Number two is so still so solid for me. Besides the last one, like, if there would have been, like, if the third short of the 94 would have been stronger, it would have been my favorite. Yeah, like, that, the only thing that carries that one is just the effects work is really well done for the budget. Um, Yeah, it is literally a short, it's way short, like, so anyway, carry on, what's your number one? Oh, my number one's uh, anticlimactic, it's The Cursed is is my number one. Go Um, see it, because it's fucking great. It's it's so good. I, I just like <laughs> I, I I just love the again hey it's just like nope it's it's a monster you know attacking something them trying to figure out what it is and how to to stop it and I loved it because it's like oh but it's just a werewolf like you said but it's like it's not though like but it is, it's but very it's not. different yeah, yeah. <laughs> the scene it's... where they cut one open is probably one of my favorite scenes it's in so most good. horror this year it was like. You're just waiting to see what happens, and it reminds me a lot of um, Apostle, Apostate, Apostle, Apostle, yeah, where you're like, yes. in terms of what you're, like, kind of expecting, and then what you get, and you're like, oh my god, is that woman, like, part tree? Like, what is happening here? <laughs> and then, yes. you kind of, yeah. with the werewolf, you kind of end up with, like, well, there's definitely something here, but it's not what I was expecting, but it is, and you're like... You're like, yes. dead dub, don't eat. Well, I don't know what I was expecting, but you do. You kind of have an idea. So. I, I've still only watched it once, but there are three scenes burned into my brain. Like, I want to rewatch it, but the, but like the first attack in the field, where mm-hmm. you just see like the grass bending, was so well shot. Mm-hmm. And then the other one where the kid, where the lady comes a, across it on the fence, and it's just always just barely out of view of the camera. When they're like doing the farming thing. Yes, like, yeah, okay. that was really well shot, and then the um, uh, autopsy scene you were talking about. Yeah. Oh, they're just—it's so well done. And then those are the highlights, but like the whole movie is just—it's so and good. It, it's like a really well uh, 
it's really easy to follow for a period piece. Um, I feel like when you think of period pieces, you're like talking about like The Witch and some of these other films that, like, sometimes frankly can be incredibly difficult to follow what's going on because they're, like, uh, uh, they just have so much of their. I don't know. I'm trying to not be facetious, but they they're like the art is so far up their own asses they can't really like tell us a coherent story they're expecting people to know a lot of what's going on or care about the period they're in but like the curse tells you the story it tells you and it doesn't tell you as if you're stupid it like uses the story to tell you about what's happening in the period to figure out what's going on and what was happening and that's why i like the pathologist being the lead because you get the investigation part you like you get to figure out what's going on with the lead right yeah you're really not privy to a lot of information outside of him besides like the intro yeah yeah so good very good movie it's good well that's our top tens and almost made it and hate it Uh, let us know what you thought check out our top tens and tell us what you think and uh you know hope this year in horror is just as good as last year yeah maybe hopefully better hopefully better yeah just a little bit (laughs) tinge better bye everyone See ya.